0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
1: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Isn't it funny how words and phrases come our way? You know, we always tend to think, oh, we know everything under the sun, right? There's nothing new. But then something happens that you go, what the heck? And um, the, the wording or the verbiage of a hanging chad. Remember that oh hanging Chad? Oh my
2: gosh! Are you kidding me?
1: Well, not a hang nail, but a hanging Chad. That,
2: and again, that would that you're right—a phrase that never what? existed in the English language, Make any sense uh, at all until this day in history, November seventh, two thousand. Today. today, today was the hanging Chad. Today,
1: so today was the was the election. Well, today was
2: the election, so we didn't know about the hanging Chad, though the Chad was hanging it, on this day. <laughs> apparently,
1: it was. We were not aware of it. So Gore versus Bush. Yep. And as the election... 19 years ago. To the year 2000.
2: 19 years that ago. sounds... It feels I, like I, it seems science weird. fiction. Listen, I didn't go to bed that night. My sister and I were on the phone with each other. She lives in New Jersey. I was here.
3: This
1: is pretext. Mult,
2: the pretext. Multiple times. And by multiple, I'm not talking two. I'm talking like 11 yeah. times until 5.30 in the morning when we finally decided it wasn't going to be decided and we had to go to bed.
1: Wow. OK, so the, the the measure of events were early on in the evening as the polls were closing, the networks, those, you know, supposed uh, uh, bastions of wisdom, they called the state of Florida for Al Gore. Right. Al Gore has won the state of Florida.
2: Right. Without them noticing that the panhandle of Florida was in a different zone, a different time zone. And so they were still voting. Right. So, they had not taken those votes into
1: account. And there they were sitting by the thousands. So, then later on, as the evening wore on, it was like, uh, I think Gore, or I'm sorry, Bush may have won.
2: Well, they didn't even say Bush had won. They said, wait a minute. It's it's becoming too close to call. That's when I started to get on the horn with my sister. Too close to call. What do you mean, too close to call? I mean, it was Gore's, right? Right. And then they were like, no, wait, no, it's getting close. And then there was all of this flurry, like, like we've done something horribly <laughs> yeah, wrong.
1: Right, which is good. Okay, so then late, 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 like the early the next morning. I think
2: it was about 5 in the morning.
1: So Gore calls well, Bush. Well,
2: no, no, no. I think it was early, maybe maybe 1 a.m. or something. This is only according to my recollection. I tried not to look anything up because I wanted to go purely on what I could remember.
1: <laughs> maybe Just, you should have looked it up.
2: Well, no, I, I, well, I'll be happy to look it up. But as I remember it. It was early in the morning, maybe one o'clock or something. That's when they pulled it back and put it in the undecided column
1: for sure. And then in the mix, though, I I thought it was like late in the, like, you know, early the next morning, like 3 a.m. Gore calls Bush and says, okay, I concede. Uh, You've won. Clearly, you've won. And then he takes it back and goes, oh, wait, it's too close to call. Right. Right. So in the end, uh, it was determined that there were some 500 or so. Hanging chads, right? So Florida is using these paper punch ballots. And apparently as you punched your selection for the president of the United States, the punch did not effectively take the little piece of paper out of the ballot itself. So there was a little piece of hanging, right? There was a little
2: little piece of paper.
1: Who's chad? The hanging chad? Well, the,
2: the chad was the thing that gets pushed through. I see. In the machine. And so it didn't get pushed through, and it was hanging I which see. is why it became known as the heretofore mentioned hanging chad
1: so they went to uh, essentially this went to the Supreme Court, yeah, I mean this not was, essentially
2: it actually did go to the Supreme what Court. The heck? it literally went to the supreme yeah. Court
1: yeah I mean this was sort of like a um, the first act of um, of uh, the, the, the Trump Clinton thing, right where you kind of go holy smokes you can't this is can't watch you can't miss TV it was unbelievable holy that
2: smokes. amount. Those days, I think it might have been, I don't know, 20 days when we didn't know who won, Right, was epic news watching. I mean, that was just bad. There were so many shenanigans that were going on on both sides.
1: So you're saying news watching because – pre-internet even though Al Gore did invent the internet we did not well, have the internet. it wasn't pre but you know what I mean it, not the, in full right, blossom. it wasn't
2: in full blossom that's that's for sure yeah it was tv news watching it sure I was. mean people weren't online people weren't on their phones People were looking at the TV and saying, oh, my gosh, who is going to be the next president? Yep.
1: And so, of course, then when it was determined that George W. Bush won, then, of course, there was all this backlash. It was, you know, an illegitimate presidency. How dare you? And it's kind of a precursor. I'm seriously. It's sort of the, you know, the um, the beginning of Act One of where we are politically right now. That's what I would say. And that looks like, you know, infancy by comparison.
2: It really does. It looks like playtime mm. <laughs> compared to the nastiness yeah. that we're uh, waiting into Anyway, now. just a
1: weird day, the hanging chad. What, what will come our way in the future? Gosh. And had a then, good show. Oh,
2: wait, was Aguard talking about um, global warming before that? I don't think so. I think talking, it was after the fact. I think he was talking about everybody needing the Internet. Well, you know, he talked about inventing the Internet. Right. But then I think he, be- I believe he talked about everybody needing the Internet. I yeah. think that was one – I believe that was part of that campaign perhaps.
1: Quite honestly, uh, in defeat, uh, I think Al Gore is much more magnanimous than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. Well, anyone's more magnanimous <laughs> Holy than Hillary smokes. Clinton. I mean, what I the mean, heck. That's, you know, damning with a faint praise, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well,
1: I just want to say. Like, put it on record.
2: Hey, coming up, we have – an unmissable five o'clock hour. John and I were able to sit down last week with Andrew and Noreen Brunson. And if you hear those names and you think, wait, that sounds kind of familiar. um, You'll probably remember when I tell you that he is a pastor from America who had been serving and working in Turkey for over 20 years and was imprisoned for over
1: two years. And the call went out. Of course, we didn't know the name. The call went out initially. I think we heard it in church. Pray for this pastor who's right. imprisoned, this pastor, Andrew Brunson. And at my church, it was a weekly call, pray for Andrew yes. Brunson. And then you started to hear it from media,
2: but American from all Center Corners. for Law and Justice, where yeah. uh, he was their client. And so they started talking about them on our network here. Yeah. And so as the first year went by, we were like, okay, we know who this guy is. And we were starting to pay He's attention to prison. his case. And then there was a whole other year to come. Well, I cannot tell you how gratifying it was for us to sit in the same room as Andrew and to tell him how you all in our listening audience had prayed for him and how we had followed his case for all that time and to see him well and healthy and here, it was...
1: Shocking. It really was. And humbling as well. I mean, To think all that time, I've been praying for someone I've never laid eyes on, but uh, there he is, and and God has moved in his life. And the work
2: of God... In his mind mm. and heart, in that two hour, in it's that fabulous. two year period, you can't that it, you can't be done any other way. Nope.
1: Yeah. So during the five o'clock hour, we've uh, sat down with Andrew Brunson, and we'll air that entire conversation with Andrew, and of course, Noreen Brunson, who was the impetus to get the the name of Andrew Brunson internationally known.
2: The coming up next, the power of couples praying. It's the Reverend Bill Glaze. Bill. Bill, our good friend. We're going to talk to him about all that's going on in the world. Excellent. I'm going to ask him. It's something like dark chocolate covered almond day or something. I didn't even write it down because I thought it was kind of dumb.
1: But I'm asking him. Maybe it's a hanging Bill chat. (laughs) It's
4: it's a hanging chat thing. 101.5 WORD. God bless everyone.
5: What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details.
0: To our Merry Christmas,
5: God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com.
3: Exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
6: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is
7: is a family, a group of people that... Stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without Medishare. It's
6: so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you 844 41 Bible. That's 844 41 Bible. 844 41 Bible. At the original mattress
8: factory, we don't chase trends, we focus on one thing quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more.
3: At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory-direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an original mattress factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about.
6: How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org.
1: Couples, married couples that live together, they... Eat together, love together, hang out together, fight together. Mm -hmm. How about couples praying together? It's a a thing that's, for a lot of people, kind of like revolutionary or fearful for a lot of people. Reverend Bill Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church. Hey, Bill. How you doing, friend? Happy to have you back.
9: Hey. It's always a pleasure to be here, especially as we see the weather changing and uh, the winter coming in.
1: Well, you happy about that?
2: Wait, you sound like you're all excited.
9: (laughs) Well, you know, I I figure like this, uh, if you can't beat them, join them.
1: I guess. (laughs) All right. Put on your galoshes and your hat and get out the door, I guess. What the heck. Good for you. Yeah, Yeah. there you go.
2: We talked about marriage earlier in the week, um, Bill, and I had to, you know, I shared like a personal story about this big fight that my husband and I had. I heard from all these listeners. They were like, boy, we love love that story about your fight. It's a good story.
1: Wow. Thanks for being so transparent, they were saying, you know. Me, I chose <laughs> up to share my story. Yeah,
2: exactly. John sharing nothing, Bill, and I'm talking about like a serious, like major issue we had. Anyway, um, what about how couples pray together? I mean, we can talk about it theoretically, but like my story, you know, people want to hear if it how it happens and how if it actually works.
9: Well, and, and you know the, the sad thing, Kathy, and and you know, I have to give you the statistics first, and the statistics are is that uh... less than eight percent of christian families uh... or even christian couples actually pray together wow. and then on the flip side of that is that when christian couples pray together uh... less than one there's a less than one percent chance of divorce so you know there's, some, there's something wrong there uh... because when you look at you know christians maybe being on par with the world as far as the divorce is concerned i'm not sure you know how that dynamic is changing now but the fact is, from family life, uh, they say that less than eight percent of Christian couples actually uh, pray together. Wow. So uh, it, it's definitely something that that needs to be addressed. And you know, as we look at you know the scriptures, you know, we see that the Bible you know encourages couples to pray together. You know, there's a there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses uh, nine through eleven. It says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, and hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And when you look at that concept of a threefold cord, you know, it's like there's the husband, there, there's the wife. You know, there's two strands of that cord. And and what makes that third-fold chord? The third-fold chord is when God becomes a part of that. And when God becomes a part of it, we see that the the strand is weaved together, uh, the strand becomes stronger, the bond of the strand is uh is is stronger and then God is at the center of the strand. And so that you know that lets us know the importance of of couples praying together and yet we see even among Christians that you know that there's a struggle there.
1: Yeah. Well Bill this is good because uh my wife is really in she is <laughs> she's insistent upon us praying together. And oftentimes if we're in the middle of you know a little uh a flashpoint she'll go stop let's pray and, of course, at first, I'm like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do right now is pray because I'm, like, mad, and I'm trying to make a point. Wouldn't it's, you love to pray. see
2: this, Bill? I mean, uh, I
1: appreciate yeah.
2: yeah, <laughs> I do feel like it would be good to it's see It's the
1: that. worst, you know. So then it's the <laughs> worst. It's the worst. The worst. <laughs> it is the worst. I'm, tell- I'm just being honest. So then she like, there's, a uh, you know, this awkwardness, and i got to uh, settle down. And then we do. We hold hands, and then we pray.
9: So, so I was going to ask you, does, does she do the majority of the praying at that time? and you just are kind of the, 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 the silent prayer part? No, there, no,
1: or? no, because, you know, then I'll feel guilty, like, John, because, like, inside my head, you know, there's all this turmoil, and she's praying, you know, she's praying, and I hear a voice, and it's soft, and it's sweet, and it's kind, and it's gentle, and she's going, Lord, you know, and then sometimes, you know, she calls me out, which, like, makes me even more mad, because, you Lord, please help John not be so angry, and I'm <laughs> like, what Please help John the- not what? be such a jerk. You know, <laughs> right, you know. But then, seriously, by the end, towards you know, then I do soften and I, I relax. Right. But it's a it's a struggle. It's a painful journey for me, to be you know to go from flashing red to relax and to finally you know be in in, in communion with the Lord and union with my wife. But I do right. know that it works. But it just a, it's a hard road to get there.
9: Yeah, you know, and and you know, we can ask the question, you know, why is it that couples don't pray together? You know, you know, and it's uh, hard. Well, it, it is hard. It, it definitely is hard. And, you know, for some, and especially, I, I hate to say this being a man, but, you know, for, for men, sometimes it's, it's hard. It's a struggle because they, you know, oftentimes you maybe the wife might be more spiritually mature and they feel intimidated and, and you know, they don't want to pray. And, uh, you know, I, I run into a lot of men, you know, when I do premarital counseling, and, and it's interesting when I do premarital counseling, I'll ask a lot of the couples, you know, they explain to me what your prayer life is like, and, and, and they don't have any. Mm. And then, you know, I begin to you know, challenge them to start, you know, praying together. And it's all, generally always the man that's resistant to it. And then it, it boils down to that he'll just come out and say, well, like you said, Kathy, it's hard, you know, and, and I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Mm.
1: Okay, so then the first step is, right, before you pray with your wife, you got to have a prayer life yourself.
9: Oh, that's true. And you know that that's probably why uh, some men feel uncomfortable praying because you know they they don't have a prayer life. And you know I'm not trying to be judgmental, but just talking to them, you can see that there's there's really a little connection with the Lord. And if you have a little connection with the Lord, then your prayer life is going to be anemic. And 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 so you're right. You know that it, it begins there. And and so you know even when couples pray together, you know one of the things that I tell them is 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 don't feel that you have to pray for a long time. You know, I, I think that if you just begin to pray, you know, for a minute, just starting there, and then couples will say, well, you know, I really don't know what to pray about. And I mean, there's just so many things, you know, you're getting ready to go to work, right? So why don't you pray for, you know, your spouse as they go to, to, their, to their job today? You know, you, if, if you have children, you know you can pray for your children so i mean there's so many things that that a husband and wife can pray for that you know that's no excuse to say well we don't have anything to pray for that's good
1: i mean and that's a, an excellent scenario you paint bill right because you're rushing around in the morning you're trying to get out the door and i i can see that i can see that scenario of going hold on let, let's just stop here you know give me 30 seconds let's do 60 seconds or whatever right and it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot to just puts you in the right frame of mind, and I know that that carries you throughout the day if you are able t- to be like-minded on the same page together, right? I mean, you're doing so many other things together. You're sitting down and paying your bills and all that. So why not right. make that a centerpiece? Because that you know, 8% of, of people, married couples, pray together, uh, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but, boy, uh, it's, it's a good hedge against divorce or just marital peace in general. I'm sure it's a wonderful thing to do that.
9: Right. And, and, you know, uh, and I, I can't say that I'm always faithful to do it with my wife, but I know, you know, generally before my wife, uh, you know, she's a school teacher and uh, usually I'm there, you know, when she's you know, going out the door and, you know, sometimes we'll just stop and we'll just, you know, hold hands and we'll pray, you know, for the day know and i you know and I'll pray you know that God will be with the you know the kids allow them to have a calm peaceful spirit that you know God would work in my wife and allow her to be glorified on her job you know that day and that if you know that she can be an example you know to others and minister to others and it's just a it's just a powerful thing and then she prays for me and you know and uh what i'm gonna have to face that day and you know when when that happens you know it 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 there's a bond that takes place there yeah. you know at at that moment and uh you know I, I don't know if i can say this on your program but uh so if i, I can't then you can correct me <laughs> but they, they, they say if you want to have you know some action in the bedroom that you need to start earlier in the day yeah so forgive me if i'm wrong for saying that <laughs> no.
1: well, was, we get a seven second delay bill we'll just a bleep, bleep that out
2: that's again. right new michael get rid of that right. tell you okay. right now i mean that's a good reason to pray right
9: <laughs> No, no. but my point was going to be is that, you know, it seems like if you want to make connections with your wife throughout the day, that, you know, that that prayer, you know, early on, you know, helps you to stay connected, you know, throughout the day. Because I know that throughout the day, my wife and I, we text each other. You know, we might, you know, say something, you know, how we are thinking about one another, praying for one another, I love you. But I think that it starts with that connection that we have, in the uh you know in the morning when we pray right
1: and I, and i think you've settled on something here you hit on something because there are few things that are much more intimate than prayer between two people coming before the lord of the universe i mean that's that's pretty dang intimate and uh, right. i can't imagine that you know many things are going to get in the way between that and it's a bonding thing as well you're right about that so there's a lot of positive things you're talking about
9: right right and you know the the other thing that i thought about on, on this issue too that when you face problems and and you pray you know, you know if we're having a problem you know we can discuss our problem right and just say well you know we got this solution we need to work on that and, and it seems like john and kathy that we're dealing with our problem maybe on one level but then when we pray about our problem it seems like we're we're addressing that a problem on a deeper level and and it becomes more Uh, you know, inviting the Holy Spirit, you know, into this issue that we're dealing with, you know, expressing a dependence on God. And, And so just instead of just talking about the problem on the surface level, you know, when we pray, you know, we actually attack it from a deeper, intimate level. I love it, Bill.
1: That's really good. I that's think a, it's that's really an important. Subject. Yeah. Good stuff. Bill Glaze with us, anchored in Jesus. Uh, he's with us uh, every day, Monday through Friday, here at seven o'clock on Word FM from Bethany Baptist Church.
2: Hey, Bill. Before you leave us, did you know that today's the anniversary of the Hanging Chad?
9: The Hanging Chad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Is, uh, is, so, what you, you think about that? A, a piece of paper, right? Right. You know, just just uh, captivated our country for <laughs> what? What was it? A month.
1: Yeah, <laughs> about a month. Right. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Holy heck! I
1: mean, yeah. you know, by comparison, we. Uh, you know, that was like the the old innocent days. Oh, what the heck?
9: Yeah, that. So you know, it, it's, it's just unbelievable that 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 happened. Sure did. Especially at, at that time with technology in the in the state that it. I'm not, I know it wasn't in the state that it is now, but it seemed like technology would have you know taken care of something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Know.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you can't say the Russians are involved in the hanging chad, can you? I don't think you can.
9: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: That's Bill, true. Pastor, always good. Thanks so much. It's a really good word today about praying with your spouse. I really loved it a lot.
9: All right. Thank you, bro.
1: My pleasure. Pastor William Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church, and anchored in Jesus, 7 o'clock here, Monday through Friday. That's fabulous. Pastor Bill
6: Glaze. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit at athomeflooringpgh.com.
10: Get your truly
11: free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for
2: the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College.
11: Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
6: Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider AccessAbilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer.
12: Shalom, I could hardly believe what my eyes beheld. Hi, this is Sheila Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I recently took in the view of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. Imagine yourself right where the disciples watched Jesus ascend back to his Father in Heaven. How would you like to experience Israel with me and my Husband, Messianic Congregation leader, and Bible teacher Abraham Sandler. Our tour is forming now. More info at rockofagesmjc.org.
1: Windows or Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and... One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
13: Rain will mix with and change over to wet snow before tapering off early this evening. We'll see a total accumulation of a slippery coating to an inch around the area. Brisk and colder tonight, dropping down to a low of 24. A morning snow shower tomorrow Otherwise, clouds and sun, high 37. Low tomorrow night, 22. We'll stay chilly for Saturday with some sunshine, high 43 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
1: Back um, in the 60s, there was a lot of talk about the, the population bomb, right? The, the overcrowding. There were going to be too many people in this world. Right. Right? And, and so th- there was a, like a, a backlash with people going, well, I'm, we're just not going to have babies then. We're just going to, no one's going to have babies. Is and- that
2: right? Were people saying that then? Oh, yeah,
1: sure. I remember that very okay. clearly. Now, I wasn't
2: old enough to really be paying attention. It was to a that. big
1: deal. I mean, you know, like on all the news weeklies and things like that. It was a—I um, forget what the name of the uh, the, um, the the uh, book was, but you know, it was like a gigantic thing: the coming population bomb. Okay, so this is
2: just the next segment. Yes. Of what you're talking about?
1: Yes, because of course that never happened. Right. You know the the. Ex- but it might
2: happen. It's going to happen, John. Well, and, if, and if it's going to happen, the best thing we can do is not have children. I don't get that. I seriously I don't. don't. Okay, but let me read this you. This, is a, Yo- a child this is a Yahoo News story by the uh, chief national correspondent for Yahoo, Lisa Belkin. She, uh, she talks about this. She talks about Marissa Palowitz and how she loves children. She worked as a nanny before embarking on a career in technology, and she considers herself, John, a nurturing person. She's 34 years old. She's always assumed she would become a parent, but... As she looks around at her life in Nashville, where she lives, in the nation, in the world, she's found herself wondering, do I want to have a kid who I hand this world off to? Oh, that's ridiculous. Wait. Rather than visions of raising up kids and educating and guiding them, her nightmares are having to protect that child in a world, quote, devastated by the climate disaster. (sighs) Okay within the past couple of years she says i have started to feel this ambient existential dread about the state of
1: things fine then go see a therapist but yeah. if you want to have a child then have a child right. because you know despite what these climate activists are saying and ringing the bell that we have 11 or 12 years left for the sustainability we might
2: have Like six minutes if Jesus comes back first. None of us know what's going to happen to the earth. It doesn't mean that we're irresponsible. I'm not advocating for some type of like withdrawal from, from reality. I'm just saying that this type of hysteria is at the heart of why people are desperate right now why yes. people are isolated, why people are hopeless, because there's something about a portion of our country and a portion of the whole Western world that is that is ginning up this apocalypse mentality about climate change. And I'm not saying the climate isn't changing. Okay, for all of you who've called me science deniers and all the countless emails I've gotten, what I am saying is that the climate on this planet has changed multiple times over the years. If you want to see that graphed sure. out very well nicely, documented. go to the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. There's a very, very long graph where you can see it. The times of warming were not always times when humans were even around. I'll... And so yes, humans might be exacerbating it, but it also might be happening anyway even without carbon, even without whatever, and we need to figure out a way to deal with it. I mean, humans figured out a way to deal with the the wars with polio with the spanish flu with the black death with i mean it's surprising to me that people are filled with such dread when humankind historically has exhibited such a stirring ability to deal with difficulty why are we filled with despair when we should be looking back and filled with okay well this could be a real challenge for us but let's be confident and move forward
1: well the difference is the thing in our pocket the phone yeah of course because if you're, you know, subject to that fear, then of course, all day long or all evening long, you hear it
2: yapping at you. You, you hear all your Twitter followers who are also terrified about the climate, so making that Echo you more Chamber, terrified about right. the climate. It's crazy, and so it's people crazy. get so
1: freaked out. The heartbreak is for people who think, "Well, I would like to have a kid, but because of the coming climate apocalypse, I won't." Right? You're hurting yourself right. so and much.
2: So why would you think that having a child? who is going to go through something challenging is somehow worse than not having the child. That's what I don't understand. I, don't know. I, right. I, I, I just feel like we need a little bit of an attitude readjustment and we need to say, look, life has gone. Taking the Christian worldview out of it, life has gone on on this planet, despite how many obstacles, right. environmental obstacles, sociological obstacles, anthropological obstacles over all of this millennia. Why? Would we think now is the time that it's going to be so horrible that we're not going to be able to push forward?
1: Because of the thing in our pocket. Okay, well, that's then we wide. need to
2: get right? off of that thing in our pocket.
1: And I think, you know, people, you've you got to know life is good, life is beautiful, life li- is rich. And life is hard. Yes, of course it is. But we will sustain, we will endure. I mean, and I
11: that's what you raise your kids to do. Yeah. If you have a baby
2: in a difficult world, got it out. you raise your child to be strong.
1: I mean, they were having children in the midst of the Holocaust. Exactly. For goodness sake. The Nazis were killing people yes. in the streets and babies were being born. Right. So here we are. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Have a
2: child and
1: believe in the future. Amen. Take a break, come back. Oh, hey, we're going to talk next, if funny, about parenting. Is it enjoyable? Okay, good, because sometimes
2: right. it's not.
1: Okay, stay with us.
5: 101.5 WORD the Word of
0: God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me
5: for clear teaching from God's compelling word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
8: Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS 128231 Equal Housing Lender. Not licensed in all states including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Attention homeowners, dreaming about that home improvement project with a strong housing market. Chances are your home's value has gone up and with a 15 year fixed interest rate of just 2.75% with a 3.005% APR, a cash out refinance from cash call mortgage could lower your interest rate and give you the cash you need for those home improvements at cash call mortgage. We're a direct lender and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost, whether it's for home improvements, getting rid of debt or just putting away extra money for that inevitable rainy day cash call mortgage could mean achieving two great financial moves with just one call the cash you need now and a lower interest rate for a free quote to see if you qualify call cash call mortgage at 800-990-6947 that's 800-990-6947 800-990-6947
6: from the moment you met it's as if you were custom made for each other why should your jewelry be any different Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at TrinityJewelers.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect
1: your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt, fall detail to safeguard your paint job your tires your interior against winter's worst damage and did i mention extreme now offers custom graphics extreme car and truck in bridgeville for the extreme and all of us at extremetruck.net
6: i'm not 20 anymore but i'm not about to let joint pain slow me down and thanks to advanced biological therapy i don't have to
11: At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811.
6: Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life.
11: Call 412-851-3811 now.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you have any wonderful, enjoyable stories of when your children were infants or toddlers. It was all light and fluffy. Things were I good. I had
2: a horrible time parenting infants. Infants? Horrible. Really? Horrible. You know, some people have a baby and they put the baby on the mom's tummy after the birth and it's just flooded with the most unbelievable love you've ever had for another human.
1: Didn't happen with Never you? Never experienced that. Really?
2: No. Neither time. Both times it was... Terror, it was...
1: Were your kids colicky?
2: Uh, no, neither one of my kids were colicky. Was it you? Yeah, it was me. I see. It wasn't them.
1: What was that about?
2: It was. It's a, something called postpartum anxiety oh, disorder. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. you were like turning against yourself yep. and then of course hating yourself while yep. you're doing that because exactly. there's these little beautiful babies exactly. in front of you. Oh, that's a rough Isn't road. It? Holy smokes. Kristen Weatherall's is with us. Kristen's a wife, a mom, a writer, the author of Fight Your Fears, co-author of Hope When It Hurts. She wrote a great piece at the Gospel Coalition website called Parenting Isn't Enjoyable. Kristen, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
4: Hey, it's so good to talk to you guys again. Thanks for having me.
2: Okay, so it's not that parenting isn't ever enjoyable. It's just that there are some times Uh, when it's not enjoyable.
4: That's exactly right. Parenting is amazing in so many ways. We can acknowledge that and see how parenting is a gift from God, and our kids are gifts from God. And, you know, Psalm 27 says they are a heritage from the Lord and a reward from Him. And so they're so much fun and we love we love so many days and moments with them but we have to be honest that not every moment is enjoyable right
1: yeah so is that a modern day sensibility Kristen? i mean you know our parents and grandparents i'm sure they had to share the same feelings but are we the you know just the victims of advertising and internet and all that where why because we're too hard to please well no that everything must be framed in a you know a pink cloud of fluff and if it isn't well then there's something wrong with us
4: yeah, I, I do think our modern sensibilities could affect this. I don't doubt that my parents, um, my grandparents, probably felt the same thing as well. But I do wonder if our modern culture um, has been affected in an unhealthy way by a sense that we should be comfortable all the time, um, that we, you know, deserve to have our circumstances looking a certain way, that life should be easy. You know, we're kind of the generation of. Follow your dreams, and you can have life the way that you want it. And then, when life doesn't turn out that way all the time, and life is hard, and our kids are hard, I think that definitely affects the, the way that we look at parenting for sure.
2: I shared before you came in how difficult. I mean, the, the, the postpartum issues that I had were so challenging with both of my children. Mm-hmm. And I think what John said is exactly was was exactly the hardest part, which was not only was I having um, postpartum emotional issues, but I was hating myself for having them.
12: Sure. Right. Because well, I
2: thought not... I have these two yeah. awesome children. I have a wonderful What the heck is wrong with me? Like, why am I not jumping for why am I not like all the beautiful paintings of the Madonna and child right. where everything's perfect? What's
1: your gratitude?
4: Right. Well, the creation, the Bible says, has been subjected to futility because of the entrance of sin into the world. So um, sin, you know, lies within us. The original sin has affected every human being, but sin has also broken the creation. Um, Childbirth, we know, because of Adam and Eve's sin is now painful, and um, our bodies are broken things. They're not perfect, and our minds are even broken places. So I think we have to take that into account and um, I think that will help us frame, you know, the, the painful moments, um, the, the difficult moments that we go through, especially in parenting, it kind of gives us the right perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So
2: remembering that the creation is broken should be our baseline, right? We're, we're not going into this expecting that we're going to have, we're going to be perfect parents or we're going to have perfect kids.
4: Exactly. I think that's a great place to start. I think, Over and above even that is that we have a creator God who is in control of all things and who is perfect, and then when we look at ourselves as parents, our kids, and the creation around us and see how everything has been broken by sin um, and that sin dwells within each one of us, I think these two realities actually give us a lot of comfort and um, a great great peace in the way that, that we see our parenting moments. And on top of that, yeah, and on top of that, we see that um, God has stepped in to rescue us from our greatest struggle, which is actually our sin. Mm -hmm. So he has sent his son Jesus to do something about the indwelling sin in my heart as a mom, which is exposed every single day by my kids, um, and the sin within my kids' hearts too. Jesus has come to rescue us from that sin and also to give us the gift of present grace, So that can come in a number of forms, the riches of his grace, strength for the moment through his spirit, help and wisdom through his spirit, Um, the ability to enjoy him, even when the moment right in
2: front of us isn't enjoyable. Okay, let's break that down. We need actual examples of this, right? So this all sounds like it's very good, and it's like a wonderful sermon that we'd all say yes to, but what about when the rubber meets the road? How has that worked for you in a particular circumstance?
4: Yeah, so I'm happy to just share something that happened recently because I will be the first to admit that I am not here talking because I have all the answers because I know that I need Jesus (laughs) desperately. So, you know, my daughter is two years old, just turned two, and her job as a two-year-old is to test everything. And in a lot of ways, that's super fun and great, and she's trying to figure out what life is and what boundaries are. But then sometimes that involves sin as well and it involves defiance and disobedience and so one of our biggest battles as of late has been the car seat battle Mm -hmm. darling i just want you to get in the car and mommy's asking you to do this and it would be the right choice for you to listen and to obey and when she doesn't oh john and kathy it is unbelievable the it is unbelievable to me what i am capable of how angry i can get yeah how impatient I can be. Like I never knew before becoming a parent that I could be such an angry person. Um, And so when the, when the rubber meets the road, A, I fail (laughs) and I get angry and I end up having to go back to my daughter after I've taken a deep breath and say, mommy is so sorry. And just like you struggle to obey mommy, mommy struggles to obey God sometimes too. And um, this is why you need Jesus, and this is why mommy needs Jesus, because we're both sinners and we need rescue, we need a savior. So it, it gives us a really good opportunity to connect at a at a gospel level, you know, about who Jesus is and what he came to do. But then over time, you guys, I think God has just been gracious through his spirit to work in my heart, um, through his word, through really good parenting books that I've been reading, through friends who have been here before me and have said, yeah, me too, um, and now it's the Carsey battle, but I have a different, different perspective, I think, on this is a long-term process. And so we're just taking one step at a time toward an end journey. And also, um, I just believe the Holy Spirit increases our stores of patience and love as He works in our hearts. And so right now, I, I don't get angry as quickly, I would say. <laughs> But I'm also the first to say there will be a day when I get angry again, and wow. I just need to fall freshly upon the grace of Christ.
1: That's excellent, Christian. Christian Weatherall's with us. She's the author of "Fight Your Fears" and the co-author of "Hope When It Hurts." We're talking about a piece that uh, she wrote the Gospel Coalition website called "Parenting Isn't Enjoyable." Christian, I appreciate that that transparency because I could not believe as a new father, I, I was shocked at, at my anger. I mean, I was off the charts, and I'm thinking, I, I like, I was losing it, and I'm thinking. What is going on with you? Uh, like, like <laughs> I, I, like you know, dove into some deep, dark place of mine, and I had a baby. And, you know, I mean, it just was crushing. I could not believe it. So when I see children, you know, you see people like on the news who have abused their children and, you know, those poor, mm-hmm. those poor babies, like, you know, shaken baby syndrome and that. And you think, oh, my God, you know, as, as quick as you want to call that person a monster, you understand that sense of frustration and anger in that person's life. Uh, unfortunately, they've just gone over the edge where, you know, like myself, and I hear your story, I think, oh, Lord, help me, I, I need you, I need to settle down and come to you in repentance and try to figure this out. Yeah. And when you talk to other people, and you said to your friends, Oh, me too, I'm raising my hand at that me too. That was valuable for me to know that I wasn't mm-hmm. alone in that thing. And that there were other guys who had experienced that, you know, sort of earth shaking thing, and becoming new fathers, and how it turned the world upside down. So that was very good.
4: Right. Well, and this is why it's so important for us to be connected to a church, too, and to have, and to have friends who are Christians and also friends who are not Christians, because yeah. we can learn from one another as well. Um, but to be connected to a church body and, and to really dwell together in the closest sense in Christ and to be able to say, this has been really, really hard for me, and this is how I'm struggling in parenting. How does the Word apply to my situation? I need you to, I need you to tell me what's true Because I'm not feeling it right now. That's (laughs) excellent. Yeah, that's good. I think we need each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And being able to admit, especially as your kids get older and recognize um, that you realize you were wrong and that you're trying to submit to God is so important. And to apologize to your kids. kids. I mean, I think all those are vital. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Excellent, Christian. Really good.
4: Thank you for having me. Have
2: a wonderful day. You as well. That's Kristen Wetherill. She's the author of Fight Your Fears and co-author of the award-winning book, Hope When It Hurts. Oh,
5: Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The right master's program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 530 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to genevaedu session. That's geneva.edu/gradinfoSession.
6: Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org.
5: Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennieJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers.
0: You know, they say the best is yet to come.
1: Full time? You, 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 you ever? think about that? No, I mean, really, no, no, absolutely not. Because you're a good writer.
2: Uh, I mean, I appreciate that. You are, but I'm a I'm a writer that does it because I have to. You don't it? I don't enjoy love it? writing. Oh, you no, don't? I think writing is so hard that I I dread it, which is silly because writing it's a wonderful thing to be able to do, but I've never been a person who sat down to write because I just couldn't wait.
1: Oh, really? Never. Never, like, wrote never. a short story and thought, I, I got to talk about this. No, never. Really. Because, no. you know, you see writers, as, you know, like, people are like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean...
2: Yeah, I know. So they can't... My daughter's like that, but I, I just never did that. That's why I thought it was interesting um, when you sent me this um, article about 10 famous authors with surprising day jobs. Now, of course, the first thing you have to know if you're going to be an artist of any sort, whether you're a writer, a musician, you're doing visual art, right, right. whatever... Supporting yourself through that is a real challenge. Oh, that's incredible! It People is a who do real that, you challenge. think? Holy smokes! Yeah,
1: uh, high marks to you.
2: Right. So it was interesting to see how many famous authors that you heard of, that I've heard of, had actual day jobs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, Toni Morrison. So Toni Morrison wrote Beloved. Um, She's an absolutely terrific writer, 20th century writer in America. She worked in the publishing industry for 15 years, editing educational and trade books.
1: 15 years.
2: That's a long time. Well, that
1: sure is. You know, what's interesting is she held that dream. You know, I am going to do this, and then probably went home after her day job and wrote.
2: Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I answer's mean, absolutely true. What about Agatha Christie? Agatha Christie, listen to this. She during World War One, she just gotten married. She began training as a nurse while her husband served in the Royal Flying Corps. Yeah, and then she later qualified as an apothecary's assistant and worked as a pharmacist in a hospital.
1: Whoa. Really?
2: Now, she wrote 30 books, at least 30 books. And she was also, like, doling out the pills. Now, that's
1: that's scary because when you think about Agatha Christie and then, like, in some back room at a hospital pharmacy, like, in her mind, she's thinking, I'm concocting poison. Well, listen,
2: her very first novel, uh, Mysterious Affair at Styles," which I've never read, centers around the death of a woman by strychnine
1: poisoning. Oh, there you go. And
2: <laughs> she wrote, oh, look at this. Of her of the stories she wrote, thirty of them were about poisoning.
1: Oh well, there you go. So she knew it well. She did, yeah. She lived her yeah. life. Uh, how about uh, you ever read any uh, Franz Kafka?
2: You know, we were just talking about him, A Metamorphosis. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's a great the, that's a great short story. The guy becomes the bug.
1: Yeah, he wakes up in the morning and it's he's the bug. It's super weird. It's so it's weird. Super it's so weird. twisted, upside down. How about him, uh, Franz Kafka? Franz Kafka. He was a co-owner of an asbestos factory. <laughs> I mean, what did they?
2: And was he thinking, "Wow, the, all these people are having trouble breathing around mm-hmm. here, yeah. and so I should write a story about, yeah, becoming a bug." I don't know. What about William Faulkner? Did you ever read, uh, like *The Sound and the Fury*? Oh, yeah, or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That? yeah. Uh, After William, now William Faulkner. If you have read any of his books, you have to know that that's a that's a borderline personality, that's right? A There's a, a big, lot that's going a big on personality. there, right? Yeah. After William Faulkner it's dropped out right. of the University of Mississippi, and by the way, we're reading. Did I mention this? An article in the American Scholar. After he dropped out of the University of Mississippi, his mentor got him a job as the university's postmaster. Hmm. And he soon earned the reputation as the damnedest postmaster the world has ever seen, possibly thanks to his habit of throwing out mail he thought was unimportant. That yeah, looks stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna toss that. He also was reading house. during working hours, and uh, he was writing his books while he was supposed to be working. Oh my gosh! I don't think he's uh, very no, good no. at that.
1: Okay, have you read uh, Franny and Zuni Catcher oh, Fra- Catcher in the Rye? Zuri.
2: No, I never read anything.
1: I, 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 neither of those. No, or never uh-uh. read
2: any J.D. Salinger. No. Or.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, for a lot of people, like you know, it's like you know, Catcher in the Rye. They call it, you know, one of the great American books, right? Right.
2: Um, Isn't that the book that has the most f bombs of any? Uh, like yeah, work of American yeah, fiction? Yeah. Well, that's no a, wonder that's why. That's distinctive.
1: Because J.D. Salinger was a cruise ship activities director.
2: Kid- is that right? Oh,
1: my gosh. A cruise ship activities director. Is that where direct- he heard all the bad language? Uh, I'm sure. Can you imagine?
2: Uh, how about Jack London? So he wrote more popular oh, man. stuff. Right? I read Jack
1: London as a kid. Were Did you? you? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was an oyster pirate.
1: What's an oyster pirate?
2: Yeah. Apparently, he said it's a colorful way of saying shellfish thief wait
1: he went and stole lobsters yeah listen
2: in san francisco in the late 1800s competing oyster companies had begun to form a monopoly so london along with some other oyster pirates would raid their oyster beds after dark and then sell and then undersell them really take them out in the docks and undersell them
1: that is really crazy
2: harper lee who wrote oh, yeah. um uh kill a mockingbird. That's, right thank you i had a mental block there for a minute um, she arrived in New York City after college to pursue her dream of becoming a writer, but while living in the city, she realized that she was broke, right? <laughs> that
1: happens in New York City. <laughs> I, I can tell that tale.
2: I was on the verge of not surviving. She worked as a ticket agent for Eastern Airlines and met Broadway composer Michael Martin Brown and his wife, whose offer of support allowed her to write and get an agent. For To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, that is fabulous. So she wouldn't have needed a day job. She probably would have never gotten that book out there. Oh, that's
1: super cool. All right, so after To Kill a Mockingbird, right, with the residuals from that, the royalties. She had to be okay, oh, right? more than okay. She was good to go. Maybe Mol- she
2: would help. She wasn't able to help Jack London with the oyster yeah. thing because he's probably already dead.
1: People are saying, what's Eastern Airlines?
2: Oh, my gosh. Eastern Airlines. Is that U.S. Air now? Or did, we, what you, what, did that turn long.
3: into U.S. Air? Sharing the word that changes the world.
11: 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh, a
3: service of Salem Media Group.
5: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. House impeachment investigators have released another transcript in the impeachment inquiry of President Trump.
7: The testimony released Thursday is from George Kent, a career State Department official who testified that he was told to lay low on Ukraine policy as the Trump administration and the president's personal attorney were interacting with Ukraine outside of traditional foreign policy channels. The transcript of Kent's testimony reveals that the Congressman Lee Zeldin of New York asked Kent if he had first-hand knowledge of an effort to evolve the Ukraine in U.S. policy. Kent said he did not.
5: Capitol Hill correspondent Bernie Bennett. Senator Lindsey Graham says the impeachment inquiry is a political vendetta by Democrats. What I can
6: tell you about the Trump policy toward the Ukraine, it was incoherent. It depends on who you talk to. They seem to be incapable of forming a quid pro quo.
5: On Wall Street, the dot by 182 points, the NASDAQ rose 23, the S&P advanced state. This is SRN News.
13: The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Kalusi
3: Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. This is Jim Nalapa.
9: As a West Point graduate and a combat veteran of the 82nd Airborne Division, I want to salute all of our brave Pennsylvania veterans on this Veterans Day, November the 11th. Our veterans fought to keep America free and to liberate millions around the world from oppression. Yet today, we see many who refuse to honor our flag and stand for our national anthem. They dishonor our founders and even want to remove Christian crosses from our military cemeteries. We need to elect political leaders who will protect our God-given freedoms. That's why veterans and people of faith need to register to vote. Registering in Pennsylvania is easy. You can do it online. Just go to votespa.com. That's votespa.com.
0: Paid for by Patriotic Veterans, a nonprofit tax-exempt committee. Visit us at www.patrioticveterans.org.
7: Forevermark mark diamond tribute collection for your courage passion determination
1: for your tenderness
7: spirit and the way you love for all that you are the forever mark tribute collection a diamond for each of your qualities forever mark beautiful rare responsibly sourced explore the forever mark
6: tribute collection at trinity jewelers mountneville road I visit trinityjewelers.com
7: sight and sound theaters presents one of the most cherished bible stories as it comes to life on stage we'll give birth to a son how can this be with god
3: all things are possible
7: travel with mary and joseph from nazareth to bethlehem in this original holiday production
3: peace for
7: all mankind Discover the Miracle of Christmas, live on stage at Sight & Sound Theatres in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lowe's started when two GIs returned from World War II. Today, we proudly employ nearly 20,000 veterans. We don't only honor our veterans on Veterans Day, we honor our military every day. Over the past five years, Lowe's military discounts save military families nearly $4 billion. And through our home program, we partner with the USO, Operation Finally Home, and AMVETS, provide services to better the lives of our country's bravest. Go to lowes.com backslash military to learn more.
6: Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020 for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. For all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska.
13: Rain will mix with and change over to wet snow before tapering off early this evening. We'll see a total accumulation of a slippery coating to an inch around the area. Brisk and colder tonight, dropping down to a low of 24. A morning snow shower tomorrow, otherwise clouds and sun high 37, low tomorrow night 22. We'll stay chilly for Saturday with some sunshine high 43 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your
1: hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. The uh, denomination uh, we belong to is uh, the EPC, Evangelical Presbyterian Church. And I remember years ago, I don't know, uh, 2016, somewhere in there, um, our pastor said, there's an EPC pastor who's been arrested in in Turkey, and I want to say his name. Andrew Brunson, and I want you to remember that and please pray for him.
14: Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought to myself, well, you, you know, it's a scary world and Turkey's a volatile place. And so we'll pray for Andrew. And I did pray for Andrew that day. Yes. But I have to say, I did not pray with a lot of fervor. fervor. Yes, right. You know, I thought, well, OK, so, the, you know, we'll pray for Andrew but, Brunson, whoever that
1: is. But thanks to our pastor, it, that did, that urgency didn't go away. No. Every week he would say... Please pray for Pastor Andrew Brunson. Please pray for Pastor Andrew Brunson.
2: And so as weeks turned into months, which turned into the first year, by the end of that first year, we were like, wow, he's been in prison for a whole year? And then we started to hear about News updates on the internet.
1: I read news stories about Pastor Brunson in Turkey, and uh, this this concerned me because you know the, after a while, of course you 're praying for someone and then you hear about them and, and one time our pastor said they're worried about his mental condition because he's been in prison for so long, and he's so fearful for his life and I thought, what is that like?
2: I remember at one point uh, a prayer request went out that we had to remember to pray for Andrew because he was in solitary confinement right. Now, you have to know that the reason that Andrew Brunson was arrested was just because
1: he was a pawn.
2: He was a pawn. He was a pawn in a geopolitical struggle between Turkey and the United States and between a person who had been a part of a coup in Turkey, who had um, found uh, solace here in America in the the state of Pennsylvania. Exactly. Turkey wanted him back. And so, tur- and of course, the United States was like, you know, we can't give you this. We can't make this man go back to Turkey because you're going to kill him. Right. And so they said, well, if you're going to keep our guy, we're going to keep your
1: guy. So then what happened from one Sunday morning on a, at the pulpit in our church to years go by and prayer. And then all of a sudden, Andrew Brunson, the pastor, becomes an international name.
2: Right. So it becomes a story. The president talked about it. Uh, It was on news reports. It was all over the internet. It would show up on your on your social media feed, wherever it was. And all along throughout this whole process, we had asked you all to pray for Andrew and to remember him. And especially as things were heating up after he had a second trial and his third trial, we were asking you to pray for him and pray for him. Well, I'm happy to tell you that last week we got to sit down in a room with Andrew Brunson and his
1: wife, Noreen. Andrew Brunson was eventually released thanks to the help of President Trump. And And
2: so many people who worked behind the scenes and the millions of saints who prayed for him.
1: So as Cass said, we sat down and had a conversation and we're happy to bring you that conversation in just a few minutes. Stay with us. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, Andrew and Noreen Brunson, we were with them last week. We'll air that conversation in just a few minutes. Please don't miss this. This is an incredible conversation where he talks about God's faithfulness.
3: WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heartbeat, like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up.
5: You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY or go to wordfm.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm
6: not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to
11: regenerate me in pittsburgh advanced biological therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain voted best in pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine to see if abt's right for you talk to a doctor 24 7 at 412-851-3811
6: slow down for joint pain not on your life.
11: Call 412-851-3811 now. Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888 888- Pella, Camping
6: in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Dose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uses direct. Today's world craves leaders, leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rhema Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at rhemachristianschool.org.
1: Twenty years in turkey pastor andrew brunson was arrested in 2016 and imprisoned
2: he served 735 days more than two years his case became an international flashpoint in the relations between the united states and the middle east before andrew was finally released
1: we sat down with andrew and his wife noreen last week to talk with them about their experience in prison and their long journey home So, Andrew, for people who don't know your story, and I don't know if it's even possible to encapsulate uh, where you've been and what you've been through, could you just take a couple of minutes and and describe who you are, what's happened, and where you are now?
14: Yes, Noreen and I were in Turkey for 23 years uh, trying to start churches among uh, Turks. Turkey is the largest unevangelized country in the world. Most Turks have never met a Christian. And most cities don't have any church at all. So we were involved in uh, starting churches, and especially when the civil war in Syria heated up, many uh, refugees came into Turkey, and we were involved in humanitarian aid to them, but also tell them, telling them about Jesus. Uh, we were uh, arrested for deportation. Uh, we were held for 13 days together, but they didn't deport us. Instead, uh, they ended up keeping us and they kept me for two years and uh, I was used as a bargaining chip by the Turkish government to try to extract concessions from the US but there are two stories here <clears throat> one is the human side which involved religious persecution and a lot of political intrigue uh, but behind the, this there is the what I would call the God story and this is What many of your listeners were involved in, uh, is that God was raising up a a worldwide prayer movement. Uh, It's been called an unprecedented prayer movement focused on one person. So I became a magnet uh, for prayer from around the world, and God was using all of this prayer to prepare the conditions in Turkey for a powerful move. So this is what we were working for for years. God had told us to prepare for harvest and uh, when I ended up in prison, I thought, I, how can I prepare for harvest in, in a prison cell? But sitting in a prison cell with uh, just broken and weak, where I'm just desperately trying to cling to God and hold on, uh, God was doing something very powerful outside, uh, using me as that magnet for prayer. And that's the God stories. The Turkish government, I say, stole two years from my life, uh, but God redeemed it. And he took what was intended to harm me and turned it around to do something pretty amazing. And by the way, I want to thank all of the listeners who prayed for me. That's just amazing uh, because they don't know me. <laughs> and God was doing this. Uh, God put me on people's hearts. Uh It it was a move of God. The whole prayer movement was initiated by God, sustained by him, driven by him. And you will see that, yes, you were praying for me, and your prayers brought me out of Turkey. I wrote a wave of prayer out of Turkey, but you were involved in something so much bigger than that. There's something so much bigger that God was doing through these prayers. So we say keep an eye on Turkey in the years ahead. uh, Because... God's going to use these prayers to transform the country. I think things are going to get much worse in Turkey before they get better. But God is actually going to use these uh, difficult conditions in Turkey to bring many people to himself because he often allows the things that we trust in to be shaken to get our attention. And that's what's happening in Turkey now.
2: Noreen, you shared last night here at Grove City College that when you first got on the plane— To move to Turkey (laughs) 23 years ago, you weren't excited about it. Uh, Talk about the plane ride back after Andrew had been released from prison, um, after it was all over and you were on your way back. Um, Can you compare and contrast your two plane trips?
10: So, yes, I, I just knew that my life was over as I was heading to Turkey 25 years ago, 26 years ago, I guess, by now. Um, I didn't want to go there and I was so negative that it could only get better from there. And it really did. The Lord just tied my heart to that place, to that country, to the people's living there. And, uh, by about the four year mark, I was just completely committed and we planned to stay there forever. So when we were hurt that we were being deported, we were grieving that we were having to leave because by this time. It was ministry. God had given us assignment. We had friends. We, you know, we, we lived there. Our home was there. Um, so that was a shock. I think that the two years of imprisonment uh, tempered the, you know, we would have been, I would have been crying on the way out, except that after the imprisonment, we were just so relieved to get out. So that, that changed it. But when we were being held in the detention center together the first night, and Andrew was grieving that we we're leaving Turkey. And he said, are you holding back? Are you not crying? Are you holding back? And uh, I told him that I was, I would cry on the plane when we left Turkish airspace. The reason is, as we were assigned into the detention center, and as we had uh, said, we we understood we were being deported because we were a threat to national security. Right there in front of us, the official uh, got a phone call and then he uh, checked another box, which was involvement in terrorism related to us. And at that point, I was worried that something was very wrong. So I was concerned. Uh, terrorism charges in today's Turkey are lead to long prison sentences. So I thought that it would not be over. We would not be safe of these terrorism charges until we were literally out of Turkish airspace. So as we got in, as Andrew was The last day and the last court session, as he was convicted suddenly, and we thought he's going back to prison. There's all of that. There was a few hours in hell, we could say. And then they said you could leave the country. So then there was a mad dash to go home, get some things, wait for the airplane that was being sent from Germany, and uh, make our way through all the media to the airport. And then we got into this section of the airport where all was calm. We were in a special section waiting for this to get on this private plane, Air Force plane, but I was still holding my breath and watching the map uh, in the plane as we took off and just waiting for us to leave that airspace. So when we left airspace, I knew it was done. We hugged. It's done. But I say we still do miss Turkey and love Turkey. We do. We just can't be there right now. Andrew, go back. Go back.
2: Talk about that very first day in 2016 when you were arrested.
14: So Noreen and I were called into a police station. We thought we were going to be picking up our long-term residence visas, So we went happily with no concerns. And then they surprised us by saying there's a deportation order and we're going to arrest you. They didn't have to arrest us to deport us. They could have just given us a date. You have to be out by a certain date. But they arrested us and they put us into uh, a detention center it wasn't a very nice place. Uh, there were ISIS prisoners on in the other cells, so it was a pretty intense place. Uh, but they kept us together, so we were we were in the same cell together for 13 days, and we were isolated. That's when we knew something was going very wrong. Also, because usually if they're going to deport an American, it'll happen within one or two days, uh, but they didn't deport us. They kept us. Uh, and they kept us isolated. The American consul tried to come in but was not allowed to. Lawyers tried to come in. They weren't allowed to. Uh, on the 13th day, Noreen was released uh, very suddenly. And then in the middle of the night, they moved me to a different detention center and kept me there for 50 days in solitary confinement. So that that was very difficult for me, uh, the isolation. Uh, and uh, my body just sleep deprivation. I couldn't sleep. I was so full of adrenaline. So it it was uh, very difficult. Uh, after that, it got much worse. <laughs> because then they, for, so for the first 63 days, they just didn't say anything. There were no charges. Everyone was just quiet. They were just holding me. Uh, and then they charged me with supporting a terror group, being part of a terror group. And uh, they put me in a high-security prison. So when you go there, yes, then you're in handcuffs. Uh, it's uh, just concrete and razor wire. They put me in a cell with built for eight people, but there were over 20 of us eventually in that cell, and you're there 24-7. Uh, you don't leave the cell for anything, except if there's a visit with a lawyer or something like that. So in... in uh, uh, Crowded cell, very intense. Everyone in the cell was a very strong Muslim. I was the only Christian uh, throughout my imprisonment. So that was, uh, it had been difficult before, but this, I felt the full weight of the Turkish government coming against me there. And it was very, I could tell this is very, very serious. So they kept me uh, there for a number of months and eventually moved me to a maximum security prison, which was actually better for me. Uh, and I was in a smaller cell with just one or two other prisoners. Well, by the way, let me say I, I, I spent two years in the Turkish prison system, but I didn't know that it was going to be two years. So at one point they had increased my charges to uh, three life sentences. It would bring an automatic three life sentences in solitary confinement. So that really felt like a death sentence. Uh, when I went on trial, after 18 months they... Uh, finally brought charges against me. And all of this was, uh, there was a political uh, motivation to all of this. And uh, there was a judicial process, but but it was being driven by uh, political leaders, specifically by the president of Turkey. So I knew that uh, when they did put me on trial, finally after 18 months, they finally issued charges. Before that, my file had been sealed. So uh, we didn't know why they were holding me, they didn't present any evidence. It was we, it was completely closed, so all I could do was sit in prison and wait. When the trial did start, uh, they had lowered the charges to military espionage and involvement in a terror r- terrorist group, which carried only 35 years in prison. <laughs> but that, for me, at 50 years old, was basically a life sentence. And I did not know until the day I got out that I would be released. So, Andrew, tell us how your imprisonment ended. So I was held in this maximum security prison for about a year. Then, under tremendous pressure from the U.S. government, they released me to house arrest. And I was kept in our apartment with a, an electronic uh, monitoring system. And our apartment was actually surrounded, the building was surrounded by twenty thirty police and military police at all times. They had uh, armored vehicle outside also. It wasn't to keep me in. (laughs) They had made me such a hate figure that they were having to protect me. (laughs) It was to keep people out from hurting me. So I did uh, I was on trial and in my fourth trial session they moved very quickly to convict me. And so they convicted me uh, uh, as a terrorist and sentenced me to prison and then released me for time served and told me I could leave the country, which really meant leave as quickly as possible, please. So then that there was that dash to the airport to an Air Force plane hoping that we could get out before a tweet or a comment from some political leader in the States would offend the Turkish president and then he would change his mind and put me back in prison. So it was what a roller coaster. From being convicted, and then a day later, we're in the White House. It's just a the emotional roller coaster. Thinking I'm going back to prison, sudden release, back to the states. I see my kids, you know, waiting at Andrews Air Force Base, lined up as a plane comes in. We we both cried, <laughs> and uh, what, what a what an emotional roller coaster that day was. But what, what a wonderful day! On, only God could do that. From from Conviction in the court to the White House in, in a day.
5: Do you
6: enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibility is an equal opportunity employer.
13: When was the last time that your kids had fun at the dentist's office?
6: Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. It's
13: really important that the kids have a great and fun first few experiences. Moms really appreciate the time that we spend to make sure that their kids are not feeling rushed and that we really have a lot of fun in the office.
6: My mommy is a really really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford.
7: You have my word on it.
6: At StockFamilyDentistry.com.
7: The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, or your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore
6: the Forever Mark tribute collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road.
1: is premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and... One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
6: Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org.
13: Rain will mix with and change over to wet snow before tapering off early this evening. We'll see a total accumulation of a slippery coating to an inch around the area. Brisk colder tonight, dropping down to a low of 24. A morning snow shower tomorrow, otherwise clouds and sun high 37, low tomorrow night 22. We'll stay chilly for Saturday with some sunshine high 43 degrees. With your Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
1: So, Andrew, uh, you talked about early in your time in Turkey that uh, someone showed up at your church with a gun and a shotgun, and you subdued him in a bear hug, and the press touted you as the Rambo priest, and then from there you go into prison, and you become something else, and you know, as we prayed for you and as millions did around the world, wondering what your spiritual and your mental condition was in prison and that deterioration of being alone in isolation. Can you talk about that and, and that separation in some ways from God and your intentionality of turning your face towards God no matter what?
14: So the Rambo priest thing came from... Once I was in prison uh, and they were saying that I was a CIA uh, agent and uh special forces officer and a spy, all these different things, uh, then they dredged that up from years before. By the way, I, I don't know if subdued is the right word. I would say I was desperately hanging on to the guy so he wouldn't go into the church with a shotgun. So, uh, <laughs> so they said, see, this was his special CIA training. That, that allowed him to, you know, this is why he's the Rambo priest. Anyway, uh, I did uh, have different expectations when I went into prison, just from reading biographies uh, that present very strong figures, and they're, they're my heroes as well. Uh, they go through struggles, and they, they're very strong through them. And so I expected uh, the same thing would happen to me, that I would have a sense of God's presence, a s- real sense of strength, of joy and of grace. And I say I did have uh, a lot of grace, but it was unfelt. I wasn't aware of it, although it surrounded me and, and sustained me. So I broke, uh, there were several things that led to this one was, uh, terrible isolation. I was only Christian, uh, and there was no, no, one else from my faith to encourage me, to correct me when I was wrong, to pray with me. And I had uh, doubts and questions and no one to, to answer these. And I also did not have a sense of God's presence, which really surprised me. I thought this is the most difficult test I've ever gone through. This is when I most need your presence, uh, a sense of your presence. So this, uh, the isolation, the uncertainty, not, knowing what was going to happen to me, and a total loss of hope, uh, as well as all the spiritual questions I was having, uh, broke me. And I broke repeatedly and uh, went very far down, uh, was suicidal at times. But that's not the whole story. Uh, I broke, but then God began to rebuild me. And he never abandoned me. <laughs> he just I just felt that way. And there was a turning point where I began to fight more deliberately and intentionally for my relationship with God, and there are a number of steps I took in that, but it became a daily a daily fight to turn myself toward Him, to turn toward him and not away from him, uh, to put away the questions and doubts and offense that I had toward God, and to lock those away and say i "I don't need the answer." To my questions to have a relationship with you. And I just focused myself on him every day throughout the day repeatedly. And that was cooperating with him in the rebuilding process. So I, I positioned myself so that then he was able to to rebuild me. So I think of the first year especially as being a year breaking and the second year as a rebuilding year. So I came out of prison Not broken and uh, shattered, but it was still hard. The second year was still very, very difficult. It was a daily battle, but I came out, uh, I think, rebuilt and, and much stronger. Andrew, we hear daily reports about Turkey and the Kurds,
2: the Russians, the Syrians, and ISIS. Can you give us some insight as to what you think is
11: going on between them?
14: So in prison, I had a dream that came from God. I don't have these very often, but God did use dreams sometimes in the Bible to communicate with people. And I, I had one of these in December of 2016. I had just been put in a high security prison and... Uh, in my dream, I saw that Russia, Turkey, and Iran began to move together in a very dark alliance. Uh, this was very frightening, and I I woke up just uh, overwhelmed with uh, with fear about what this meant for me, uh, because I thought if they if Turkey moves away from its alliances with the West, then uh, that will have the U.S. will have very little leverage <laughs> to apply to get me out. Uh, and as it was, I did spend almost two, you know, after that, almost two more years in prison. But the significance of the dream was that the timing, uh, at that time, Turkey and Russia were not getting on well at all. Turkey had shot down a Russian fighter jet, and uh, Russia had responded with sanctions that had really uh, hurt the Turkish economy, and the Turkish president had actually had to apologize publicly, which is a very difficult thing uh, for him. Uh, and Iran and Turkey t- uh, historically are enemies, and they were all on opposite sides of the war in Syria. So the idea that they would move together was very counterintuitive. Within a few days of having this dream, the a, a Turkish policeman assassinated the Russian ambassador to Turkey. And I thought, this is going to drive Putin uh, from Russia and, and Erdogan apart. But it had the opposite effect. It actually brought them together. And they started moving together. And I remember telling uh, the American consul who visited me in prison, this is what God showed me is going to happen. Get me out of here. <laughs> but uh, uh, then I, I also talked with a, with a senior diplomat who knows Turkey very well at some point And I said, this is what God showed me is going to happen. Turkey will begin to move with them in a very dark way. And he said, oh, that will never happen. It just won't happen. It's not in Turkey's best interest. And I thought, well, that, that is true. It's not in their best interest. But this is what I believe God showed me. And over the, the, the next three years, as we look back, as over the last three years, uh, we can see that they've these three countries have begun to move together a great deal. Uh, and I think that uh, has many implications for, for the future in uh, the relationship of Turkey to the West. And we see that Turkey is moving away. What's happening in Syria now is partly related to that. We see, we see Turkey moving away from the alliances it's had in the past and taking a different road. Uh, Islamism has grown considerably in Turkey uh, under uh, the present regime. And Turkey has become uh, one of the main supporters of m- more radical Islam in the Sunni Muslim world. And I think this is what we see here is a rise in the... Turkey was ahead of the Ottoman Empire, which ruled the Muslim world, and there's a resurgence of this in Turkey now, where they want to uh, extend their influence throughout that region, and it will be a negative influence because it will be uh, an Islamist influence.
4: 1.5 WORD. Gather around
5: because it is present time. It's that gift giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes.
4: you want to come up with an early Christmas present?
5: You can even enter one today to increase your opportunities to win. See Rules and Conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to WordF.
3: Over the river and through the woods to Grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like Grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the spring house now to order fresh turkeys, not frozen, mind you, fresh, the only kind grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday.
1: Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it. Like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job your tires your interior against winter's worst damage and did i mention extreme now offers custom graphics extreme car and truck in bridgeville with the extreme in
0: all of us at extreme truck.net when wet weather is on the way keep it dry inside with j and d waterproofing water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated Joe Belanti and the team at JD Waterproofing have the
6: experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the tri-state's premier waterproofing company now at one eight hundred Very Dry for a free estimate
0: and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. JD Waterproofing
7: one eight hundred Very Dry. Sight and Sound Theaters presents one of the most cherished Bible stories as it comes to life on stage. We'll give birth to a son.
3: How can this be? With God, all things are
7: possible. Travel with Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem in this original holiday production. Peace for all mankind! Discover the Miracle of Christmas. Live on stage at Sight & Sound Theatres in Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
1: When we hear about geopolitical issues, there's talk of governmental factors only, but, but what about the spiritual realities that are present or ongoing at the same time?
14: Yeah, so one of the main uh, deficiencies I see in people analyzing the region, was uh, political or State Department or military, would be uh, that they... Many of them do not have a place in their worldview for the spiritual world and spiritual motivations. And the Bible tells us that Paul says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So there are spiritual forces that we're not even aware of. Uh, and this is very true in the Middle East, where where Islam uh, is very powerful. And it's not just a system of belief. There's actually a spiritual power behind it. And uh, this is what we see in Turkey, why I say there's the rise of that Ottoman spirit, you could say, that, that mentality that was there before. But there's a spiritual power behind it that that is affecting many things in that region. So it's not just a matter of saying, what will be in Turkey's best interest? The same thing happened in the Cold War. You know, so many countries lined up behind the uh, Soviet Union. It wasn't to their, in their best interest economically, but they did it anyway, because there were also spiritual factors involved there that drive people that they're not even aware of.
2: From your perspective, Andrew, what do you think is happening with the Kurds?
14: Yeah. So one of the things that I said many times, and it got me into trouble, it was used against me in my trial, was that uh, God will shake the foundations of the things we trust in to get our attention. You know what, I need to rephrase that. I keep saying it the wrong way, because... That makes it sound like God is doing all the shaking. God will allow the foundations of the things we trust in to be shaken. There are many factors that shake uh, things, but he'll allow the foundations of the things we trust in to be shaken to get our attention. And we saw this with uh, the Kurds, that the war in Syria, many Kurds just flooded across the border. And we had a team uh, working on the Syrian-Turkish border uh, when— there was still fighting going on in the area. The ISIS was attacking Kobani, an area that the Turks have now come into, invaded. And so hundreds of thousands of Kurds flooded into that region. And they're actually cousins uh, on, on either side of the border. in Syria's side, they're related to the ones in Turkey. Uh, someone just drew a border through, you know, 100 years ago, and that was that. But the ones who came over from Syria were much more open, Uh, to asking questions they had never asked, to talking about Jesus. A number of them became followers of Jesus. Whereas the the Kurds right across the border in Turkey, they were hard. And so we saw completely different kinds of responses. And so we don't want hardship. We don't want war. Uh, We're distressed at what's happening right now in Syria with with the invasion and what's happening to the Kurds, there's as a Christian, our approach now is to say decisions have been taken, and they cannot be changed, even if the president wanted to change his decisions. It's too late. Uh, so now we begin to pray, Lord, use this God, use this and turn it around so that so that something good comes out of it, and God can do that, only he can. And so our hope is that many Kurds will begin to look to Jesus during this time of hardship.
1: So this is a question for both of you. Um, We prayed for you. Millions of people prayed for you. Uh, Your name was spoken on a regular basis in circles in our churches throughout the United States. And so there you are, Andrew, in prison. Noreen, uh, talk about that, about... As you met Andrew and then you left him and then spoke to other people, the word got out and then God moved, the Holy Spirit moved, and people around the world heard about Andrew's plight and how eventually prayer works and God was on the move. And here we are, hindsight, of course, we see at least this portion of the story, but it's a fabulous story about prayer in action.
10: So after I rele- I was released, I started uh, immediately to contact people I knew <laughs> to ask them to pray, and then they took it to people they knew, and it went on and on and on in a supernatural way, just completely supernatural. It spread to so many countries, and um, I opened a public Facebook page just to put very, very basic things on that. But I would have people writing from different countries many times, and I'm like, this is just amazing. It's so it's so humbling to have as and when I would tell Andrew, there are Chinese praying for you, there are Iranians praying for you, and that was very humbling because they're suffering. These are churches that are suffering, and so why would they pray for us? You know, it was really quite amazing to watch. This was one of the things Andrew would ask me at every visit. He 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 needed hope. He wanted to. He would ask, "Are people still praying?" He would, and I would say, yes, they're praying. As far as I know, it's not decreasing, it's increasing. That was my consistent answer, because that's how it looked to us. We didn't even see the full scope of it. Um, he would always ask me, do you think? Do you believe I'm going to get out? And I would say, yes. Most of the time I thought he would. I wasn't, you know, you're never 100% sure. But uh, he said, why do you think that? And one of the reasons I would give is, I said, because of this supernatural prayer movement. I believe that God is raising this up and that he's going to answer it and uh, that it's not. And and as I would say, as time went on, at some point I realized this is prayer that God is pouring into Turkey too. It's not just for Andrew. Now at that point, it wasn't an encouragement to him. He'd say, I don't care, just let me out of it. You know, at that point, you, you don't care about the rewards. You just say, God, just get me out of the situation. But, but we realized that God was doing something supernatural for, for Turkey. And so now we say, keep your eye on Turkey and watch what God is going to do because he is going to bring about a spiritual harvest in that place. And this whole story wasn't about us primarily. I mean, yes, we were in the tip of it. But it was really about what God is intending to do in Turkey and then spilling over into the old Ottoman Empire. So it was, what a privilege, what a humbling thing to be at the center of that. Um, as Andrew says, you want to receive all this prayer. You also don't want to be in the position where you're needing to receive all this prayer. But anyway, the end result was, was his deliverance, physical deliverance. And I believe it's going to be for the spiritual uh, salvation of millions of Turks.
14: So there there are two things in parallel. You asked what's happening in Turkey, what will happen. One is that I think things will become much worse before they get better. Uh, and that's, there will be oppression and there's uh, spiritual darkness and it will become more difficult. At the same time, parallel to that, there's going to be a powerful move of God. <laughs> so we believe that there will be this powerful move of God that takes place in difficult circumstances. So if you keep your eyes on Turkey, you will see some very bad news, but you will start to see God working and many people turning.
10: And when God has spoken to Andrew in 2009, said, prepare for harvest. And then in the next, in the following years, it would repeat it. It would come up again and again that harvest will come, but it's going to come in difficulty. Now, we didn't know what that would look like. We could not have anticipated the attempted uh, coup or the economic difficulties or the crackdown that came after the coup, but but we knew that it was going to come in difficult times. There was going to be a, a shaking uh, of the foundation of the Turks because the truth is there's been quite a bit of um, openness to share the gospel there compared to other countries in the region, but very little spiritual interest uh, on the part of the Turks. And God is going to change us.
0: Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel, newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimum neurological activity and improves
6: From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to.
11: At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, advanced biological therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT's right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow
6: down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call
11: 412-851-3811 now.
6: Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.com slash hire. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education They need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCASchool.com.
12: Shalom. I could hardly believe what my eyes beheld. Hi, this is Sheila Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I recently took in the view of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. Imagine yourself right where the disciples watched Jesus ascend back to his Father in Heaven. How would you like to experience Israel with me and my husband, Messianic Congregation leader and Bible teacher Abraham Sandler? Our tour is forming now. More info at rockofagesmjc.org That's rockofagesmjc.org
6: What's better than a Christian education for your child? A Christian education for up to half off. Right now, Word FM has significantly discounted tuitions at select area schools for first-time enrollees. While they last, exclusively at wordfm.com Andrew, you
2: said last night It is a decision of the will to turn your face toward God in suffering. Can you talk about that? Um, Your suffering is particular to you as all of each individual's suffering is particular to them. But can you talk about that growth experience you went through while you were imprisoned?
14: Yeah. So I I ended up in prison and I was tested in all of the uh, means that I used to cultivate uh, intimacy with God. I was severely tested in them, but I think sometimes people say to me, "Well, you had a real test in prison," and I think, "Yeah," and and my problems aren't as big as yours. I say, "Well, the, my my test may have been more difficult in some ways, but the tests that you have are are more than enough for you," <laughs> and. Uh, we all will be tested in the same areas. The means of testing may be different. I may be in prison. You you may not be. But we, our hearts will be tested in the same areas, probably. And what I had to learn was, as you mentioned, a decision of the will, very intentionally, uh, not according to my feelings. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel God's presence. But I had to make a decision. I am going to discipline myself and intentionally turn toward God again and again and again throughout the day, every day. It was a battle. So in a sense, I was, I think of learning to stand in the dark. Uh, This was one of my uh, main verses, uh, was Isaiah 50, verse 10, where God says, uh, to him who walks in darkness and has no light, trust in the name of your God and lean on him. And God is speaking to Israel who was, they were in exile. So he knows they're in the dark and he could remove the darkness. (laughs) But he doesn't say, okay, I'm going to remove the darkness. So he says, as you continue in the dark, he's leaving them in that period of, of difficulty. As you walk in darkness, lean into me. And so for your listeners, they will be tested. Every one of us is tested. God allows his children to go through difficult things. And it's, Important thing to know is it's not his loyalty and love that are being tested. They are constant. It is my love and my loyalty uh, that are being tested. Will I be faithful to him? Will I be loyal to him? Will I continue to love him even if I feel abandoned? Which he doesn't abandon, but we may feel that way. And that's a a decision of the will. Uh, One of the things that the way I ended my time, well, let me start that over. <laughs> uh, right after my third trial appearance, I, w- I was very distraught. I was It had been very difficult. I was sent back to prison for another three months till the next trial appearance. Uh, and I was reading in John 18 where one of the disciples says to Jesus, you know, you don't need to go to the cross. And Jesus said, shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Shall I not drink the cup? And it's a rhetorical question. Of course I need to drink the cup that the Father has given me. And these words just echoed in my mind again and again over the next few days. And I I said, God, I need to be willing to drink the cup. Yes, I want to drink the cup. The plans that you have for me, I want to, down to the dregs. All the plans that you have for me, whatever assignments, I don't want to lose a single one of them. So give me endurance so that I can strength so that I can persevere in this and I wrote this to Noreen I want to drink the cup that's a decision of the will. I don't feel like it it's a decision I am pressing into you I want to be faithful God I wrote this in a letter to her the very next day I was released to house arrest and I I took this letter back to her and I said Noreen I want you to see this that in God's grace this is how I ended my time in prison was at a point of submission, saying, I submit to you. I submit my will to you. So that's what we're aiming for, whatever, whatever your, your tests are. We want to survive spiritually in the valley of testing and come out uh, leaning on our God.
2: This concludes our conversation with Andrew and Noreen Brunson. After praying for Andrew for so long, it was emotional to sit with him and see him in the flesh and free. We want to thank our friends at Grove City College, President Paul McNulty, Jackie Mueller, and Dean Weaver, interim chaplain.
1: If you missed any portion of the interview, find us on our website, johnandkathyshow.com, or download the conversation from wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. The Ride Home with John and Kathy,
6: a production of Salem Media Group.